basically we sold Smosh in 2011 and I thought I had control of it for a couple years. <clears throat> And then come 2015, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 this is not mine anymore. I feel like uh, YouTubers now honestly have it better in every regard except for the oversaturation in the market. Did you feel competitive with Ryan yes. when you were talking to Ian? Yes. Off, 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 off. The pill. Let's get the uh, clappy claps going. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Bill Podcast. Damn, that was a nice timing this time. Nice. Today we have very special guests, Mr. Anthony Padilla. Oh, was that on purpose? Padilla, Padilla. Oh, thank I you. I was saying that because I said thank that you. earlier today. I, yeah. No, I said it actually on the. Uh, is it too soon? I said that on the one with Ian. Oh, just kidding. We uh, already talked about that. We'll go. Th we'll uh, go through some of that. Uh, we also have David in the moderator seat and Paco right next to me. Just, he's just used to it already at this point. Um, <laughs> I think he likes it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we are here with, I mean, I'm sure most people know. Probably, the, I, I I consider you, and obviously Ian, the, like, grandfathers of YouTube. Because you guys started in the very beginning. I am honored. I am honored. But, uh, I mean, you were. Like, you were like, I, uh, was there people before you who nobody even knows? I don't know. I don't know. I can't really... Uh, I've never been able to take that in. People say that to me. I'm uh, like, <laughs> shut up. You. But if you think about it, though, when you guys started, because I don't uh, even, I wasn't on YouTube in 05. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we started uploading in November 2005. There, was, there wasn't really anyone that, that uploaded consistently at right. the time. There were other people, obviously, mm -hmm. but not personalities, per se. Yeah. You know, not people that people would come back to see right, over and right. over again. Well, for people who don't know... Because um, probably a lot, let's be honest. Yeah, it, it's a different time. Yes. For people who don't know, uh, you and Ian, who we had a few, a bunch of episodes ago, <laughs> are from Smosh. Mm -hmm. And Smosh mm -hmm. has over 25 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. recently started, well, recently, like two years ago, two years ago started recent. your own channel, mm -hmm. which is at mm -hmm. about 3.3 million subscribers, mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy in like two Great. years right it's nice and healthy and i like it yeah and um yeah you've been just working on your own channel we just mm -hmm. did something together as well yeah yeah how's that been it's been really nice now it's really nice there uh -huh. was a transition period that was really difficult going from a channel i don't know how many million subscribers i had when i left 23 million or whatever uh to do my own thing and then people came over and wanted to see what i was doing there but truth be told i was still trying to figure out what it was mm -hmm. that i wanted to do on my own you know and when i started smosh with ian back in the day uh, we were able to figure it out without anyone watching but now i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do on my own and millions of people were watching and it was a lot of pressure but uh -huh. eventually years later now i feel like i finally figured out what it is that i want to do and i am really enjoying it yeah i mean your your content is more geared like tor towards an older audience now. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like Smosh was a little bit more for younger people, right? Coming in. Yeah, for sure. You know, I it was uh, it was just outright, just straight up comedy. Um, for lack of a better term, I'd say it was a little bit more shallow uh, because there wasn't really a message that we were always trying to spread or anything like that. It was mm -hmm. just come for laughs and, and, and leave with a smile on your face. Right. And now the stuff that I'm doing, I, I hope, has a little bit more of a deeper message you know i hope people leave my videos now feeling like they understand people more mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like with, with the uh, what, uh sorry, yeah, what is this? I spent title? a day with blank, you know. So the one that I just shot with mm-hmm. you, Ryan, was I spent a day with legendary YouTubers, and uh, <laughs> basically, I think it's a funny way to describe <laughs> legendary. Legendary. YouTubers. I mean, dude, like you are one of the most legendary YouTubers. I don't know how any other way to describe it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he is. He but it's so agrees. funny because it's like you. We're first, like you guys were the first. We're people. not talking about me, though. I know, but you're in it, and you haven't like addressed that really. <laughs> yeah, you guys were first. I remember. I started in 2006. He, yeah. Actually, David was before I was. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I remember watching the, your Pokemon video. <laughs> it was featured on the homepage of YouTube. It was. That's when I first. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Copyrighted material yes. was featured on YouTube homepage. Wow. <laughs> well, there was no money to be made, so there was no true. one complaining. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy though. I'm 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 honored. Yeah, you, know? you guys are I I mean people call me OG. Right? <laughs> no. But then when I think of Smosh, I'm like actually no. Yeah. There I mean it can keep going, but yeah. like, <laughs> but, but in terms of pop, yeah, praise me with complimenting him. Oh, yeah. I love it. OG. Uh, no, it, it is really difficult for me to take a compliment. So probably good to stop there. <laughs> yeah. So what else do we want to talk about that's really nice? 8.7 billion total views on Smosh, the channel that you helped create. Yeah. That's yeah, a, that's I co-created. I, uh, I initially made Smosh uh, as just a website. And it was just for me and my group of friends in, in high school. And, uh, you know, so that, that logo and everything was me as a 14-year-old kid. Uh, you know, in my bedroom, just like tinkering away with a little logo and, and stuff. And it's, it is strange that, you know, it became a, a brand and then, you know, I can leave that, continue to do my own thing. And that brand still mm-hmm. exists out there. How long, not, not to get right into it, but sure. how, I, I mean, it wasn't a split instant decision when you decided mm. to leave Smosh. No. How long were you unhappy there? <laughs> uh, I know it's a long story. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I started having my, uh, I started second guessing everything in early 2015, which was about a year, year and a half before I eventually left mm-hmm. because I realized how much this brand that I thought I had ownership of was really just, you know, the, the it was, we basically, we sold Smosh in 2011 and I thought I had control of it for a couple years <clears throat> and then come 2015 I was like oh whoa 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 this is not mine anymore other people are controlling it they want it to be a certain way I want this to evolve I want this to kind of keep up with me as I age and my values change but mm-hmm. because it wasn't mine because it was owned by a company they had very clear ideas for what that brand should be and what it should remain as can you give me or give us an example of like like something that they like you tried to do and they were mm. like no 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 mm. that's not like like i guess the content you're doing now is that something yeah. you tried to do earlier or no i didn't i didn't necessarily you know i got to be honest i didn't necessarily try to do something that they outright said no don't do that but there were now uh you know 20 30 people working without me necessarily giving direction to them and they were all doing this thing and plans were being made constantly i couldn't tell everyone to stop and you know halt production on a million different things that were going on behind the scenes so i could come in and change things it wasn't it it didn't operate the same way as just two guys obviously you know i i I, there were so many more moving elements to it that it became apparent that it wasn't mine 
Mm-hmm. You know. So when you say in 2011, right? You That's when we sold. Yeah. So when when you say that you sold, what did that mean? Because you guys were still like I never understood that. Yeah. Because you guys were still on it consistently yeah. all the time. Yeah. What changed basically from 2010 or right before you sold it? Mm-hmm. What changed? Um, a, a company approached us and said, "Hey, we can offer you X amount of money in stocks, and uh, we will now own the company 100 percent." You will be employees of this company. You will be salaried. We will pay you well. And, you know, me growing up uh, from a pretty poor family uh, in suburban Sacramento, I was like, yeah, you know, that sounds great. I don't know what the future of this is going to look like. And I get to have a guaranteed paycheck, which is very strong. Like, Especially at the time. Like, oh, yeah. It wasn't like we weren't sure at in 2010. Yeah. That this was going to continue. Yeah, I was 23 and yeah. I was like, I need to make sure that I am set up in any way that I can. And uh, I just had a fear that I was going to be stuck in poverty forever. So I was like, this is my way out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give me that. Give me that paycheck and, uh, you know, that monthly paycheck and uh, that that stock that you value the company mm-hmm. to be worth. I will take that and hold on to that and hopefully sell it for a lot in the future. And then, you know, I could retire or start my own company on the side or whatever. And uh, spoiler alert, when the company shut down last year, that stock just evaporated into nothing. It never ended up That's being worth anything. That's what Ian was telling us about, too. Yeah. Uh, you guys got screwed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got screwed. But yeah. I, I, also, uh, <laughs> I, I also feel slightly responsible for that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, How so? Uh, I feel like... I, if I were smarter, I would have asked more questions. I would have had more people looking into it for me. I would have done more research instead of being so excited to sign that dotted line. Right. Did right, you have right. a lawyer look over your contracts? There was a lawyer, but um, I don't know if the lawyer really had my best interest, you know? Mm. Yeah. And and there were other people that, that had their hands in it that I know didn't have my best interest mm-hmm. in it. So... Maybe it's safe to say that, you know, a 23-year-old from a small town was taken advantage of, or two of us, I guess. Yeah, were you and Ian on the same page during all this? Uh, We were. Yeah, we were. Um, But I feel like we really didn't do enough uh, research. We didn't really Mm -hmm. look into it enough. And there was something about the the pace at which we were creating content and just moving constantly that it felt like we couldn't really take time to, to really take it all in (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah we weren't able to really soak it in and understand what we're really doing or you know i can only speak for myself right yeah well i mean i I mean that makes sense because Mm -hmm. i i think it was around that same time maybe 2000 a little earlier like 2009 Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. where i almost gave up my channel to do a nickelodeon show whoa um and what would that have looked like uh, it's it's a show that actually was created yeah it was called uh super ninjas Uh uh-huh and it was kind of based off of I don't know. We did a lot of ninja stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that ninja show was milk. actually, yeah, I know. <laughs> it went on for like two seasons, I think. But anyway, yeah. it was a Nickelodeon show, um, and Sean and I were going to do it. But then they said, you got to get rid of your channel or everything on. It's not Nickelodeon appropriate. Yeah. Which, okay, I get. I was pretty clean, though. But that I was mean, super I, clean. That's but, really, really surprising. But I get. Me. I get. Because Nickelodeon's super, super clean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a time where, like, I literally, I, I was considering it. Like, I'm, wow. I, I was probably making more on YouTube than I was gonna make on nickelodeon but there was something about it being a real thing right yeah because nobody knew youtube was gonna be a thing so i I completely understand like Mm. if you someone told me hey here's a salary i mean (laughs) and it was a great amount i'd probably be like oh yeah yeah back then 
For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think they can be helped. Like I said, uh. you're, you guys were like a, a pioneer, right? So yeah. nobody, there was no rules back then. Now there's like yeah. the business. It was the wild west and you, yeah, yeah you didn't have any Figure reference. it out, man. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, people, uh, definitely saw the gold mine. Oh yeah. yeah. Other people did. Yeah. And they were able to take advantage <laughs> yeah. of people that did not. Exactly. Yeah. It's just probably specifically artists, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember back in the day, uh, there was talk amongst the YouTube community about you guys working with a Disney executive. Maybe he was a, your manager or something? Yeah, yeah. He started off as our manager, and he became the president of the company. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail. Up until now? or uh, I mean, when, when the company dissolved? Uh, he was he was still there. I think he left about six months before I did uh, for his own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, just going back to kind of what you said. So there, there seems to be like a lot of different pros and cons to being like a legendary OG YouTuber, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like one of the big cons is being taken advantage of, clearly. Right, yeah, back then when no one knew what was going yeah. on. So I, I guess we maybe, all have that. Uh, if there's more pros and cons that you wanted to explore on or maybe mm. in comparison uh, mm. of, like, the YouTubers now mm. that they haven't, that I guess a lot of people uh, can thank you for in a way because huh. you had to deal with those hardships. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I feel like uh, YouTubers now honestly have it better in every regard except for the oversaturation in the market. There's so much more competition. <laughs> And really, that's that's the only downside that I see. Maybe there's more that I don't see because I'm kind of disconnected from that now. But I feel like back in the early days, it was figuring things out on your own. It was the lack of money in the market. There were uh, obviously less viewers on the market to to uh, to have content e- even be viewed by. Um, and brands didn't take it seriously. Companies didn't take it, take you seriously. And I feel like all of that has changed. Yep. And the only thing that's that's become difficult is that. Now there's just so many people that are that are part of it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, a big difference too is like, uh, you know, back in the day, be, it, there was. I mean, we say there's a, a lot less people, but there was still a lot of people. <laughs> oh right? yeah, I mean, yeah, um, considerably. But I feel like back in the day, it's like if somebody made something awesome, yeah, eventually people would find that person. Right. I feel like now you got to be with some, you got to get some kind of hookup. Like you oh, got to be yeah. collabing unless oh, you're yeah. like magnificent. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you have to like be with an MCN or you got to like be friends with somebody. There's always like, you, you got to have like connections and collab and do all these mm-hmm. things where like back in the days, just, just make good stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then eventually it'll pay off. Yeah. That used to be my advice to people. They'd be like, how do I get my content? Like, how do I create a fan base? And I'd always be like, just make good stuff. Focus on making good stuff. Don't try to get fans. They'll come to you. And eventually people mm-hmm. will find your stuff when you make good enough stuff. Yeah. Can't say that now. Nope. That doesn't, no. I mean, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it used to be like, just just do your, follow your dreams. And now it's yes. like, no, no. Yes. Do the math. Like, yes. Follow the algorithm. There's, there's like 21 days worth of content uploaded <laughs> every minute on YouTube mm-hmm. or something ridiculous like right. that. Yeah. Now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's just insane. And I don't know if YouTube like wants to admit it or not, but I feel like YouTube's become just a gaming and music platform. Uh, like the the things that are that are on trending mm-hmm. half the time is just like music. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know if it was always like that or not, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's it's gone that direction. Do you like, use the trending tab? Do you actually find I'll check find it just because there? I want to... No, not really. I'll yeah. check it because I'm curious. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, but it, it doesn't... I don't I don't understand it. Mm. <laughs> like, there'll be a video with, like, 10,000 views on it. 
no one understands how trending works. I think it's some combination of uh, the speed at which viewers are coming in and the interaction they're having with the content and also where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the exact algorithm, though. Yeah, I have no idea either. I think the algorithm is always changing based yeah. off of the <laughs> advertisers and yeah. different times. It's it's always changing. It's a, it, we're always chasing the algorithm. Yeah, and yeah. You, you never you never know what is gonna work. Right. Really, mm-hmm. you know the the best way to do things now is just like try to get an audience to stay with your video as long as you can. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. you can So really it goes do. back to what you guys were saying: make good content, make good content, and just keep going. Yeah, but it's different now. It's not <laughs> yeah. just it's not just make good content, but it's make captivating content that people feel like they can't click away from because they're constantly you know on that page there's always at least one other video that can be seen on the screen at once unless it's in full screen yeah Mm -hmm. and that video is always enticing them and you're battling to keep people watching instead of clicking that other person's thumbnail but that's the thing too like you need to have a really good title and thumbnail yes so that they they click away from someone else's video to go to yours and also you know the title and thumbnail is all that really matter if you think about it in this context and your video content is just there to prove that it was worth that click. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost backwards now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and that's the secrets of YouTube. <laughs> Thanks that's to sad. Anthony. Well, I, I want to explore this a little bit more because uh, you decided to step away, make your own content. You yeah. know, you had uh, millions of people's eyes on you. Yeah. Uh, where I, I'm sure you felt the pressure of like, you, you know, your former boss is looking over your shoulder. Now uh. you have a lot of eyes looking over your shoulder, but you do have this open creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How much did you play around the algorithm and stuff? Or were you more strictly like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Mm. Like, you know, how do you, how do you play the game? Like what's your mindset now? Yeah. Tackling it. Uh, initially I, I didn't even know what the algorithm wanted from me. I just made content uh, when I first left and I experimented with them million different types of videos and the things that the thing that stuck were, were, were was content that was a little bit longer and appealed to a general audience that didn't necessarily know have to know who I was to view it so then I started making more of that and that eventually evolved into the I spent a day with series which is what I just shot with mm-hmm. you today Ryan yeah yeah and it, it, I think that really works because it's it's captivating in the sense that it's uh, a subject that's easily digestible people are like oh I want to learn more about whatever it is, legendary YouTubers or, you know, pro cosplayers or flat earthers or ASM artists. And they stick around because the way that I edit it is, I think it's captivating or my my editor is extremely good. And then uh, the content's long enough that the YouTube algorithm rewards you for that watch time. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of a formula. Well, it's it, well, yeah, for sure. And you got You have to. Unfortunately, I thought I tried to fight it for the longest time. Really, I'm yeah, just making like, short content. I'm like, no, I'm sticking to what I grew up with. Yeah. And like it, but you have to. You have to you to have a certain to if degree you, if you want to be able to keep. Yeah, an audience keep or keep doing it as a career, right? Right. Like yeah, you have to. To you have to find that balance. And I was always so against it, but I like I I finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I'm willing to give because there's no point if. If no one's seeing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's a hard position to be in because you're like, I want to make the content that I like. That's why I started. That's why I want to keep going. That's what gets me up in the morning. But at the same time, you want to be able to keep doing that. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to keep making content at all if people aren't watching it. Exactly. So you have to find a happy marriage between this is what my audience wants. This is what the general public wants uh, when they find my videos. And also, this is what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And it's a... 
it's a game that you have to play to figure out what it is that you like versus you know what's going to get people tips to come. from a legendary youtuber <laughs> go check out his <laughs> go check go check out his series legendary YouTube. Uh, was it i spent a day I with legendary youtube you know what? The one <laughs> you're in. i know i know nice. i just keep forgetting the name um <laughs> speaking on that and i don't know if this is why well, I, I mean we already because we already talked to ian so we know that you guys are cool and stuff yeah. but how weird would it be to have ian on the show to have him oh, oh on my show yeah because you guys because it would be you too you would need yeah. somebody yeah uh, your- i mean I, i've distanced myself from doing anything smosh related uh and i'm happy with that for the time mm-hmm. being because i really want to establish myself as uh, an independent creator as, as someone that's doing their own thing and people will always say <laughs> anthony from smosh which doesn't bother me but at the yeah. same time i i feel like i could be known for what I'm doing now just as much. And I feel like I need to do that before I mm-hmm, start for re- sure. revisiting uh, my past and, and, you know, inviting people that used to be in Smosh or just Smosh mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, I feel like I need to establish. But myself. that's what I mean though. I feel like it's so, you're saying legendary YouTubers and I can't think <laughs> of one more like fitting than you guys. That's why I, was, right, I brought right. that up on your show. I was right. like, well, you should be really asking yourself a lot of stuff, but it's just a yeah. weird scenario because I guess it makes sense. It, get, it makes sense because you yeah. can't really, interview yourself right oh, so. yeah also i know i know what the hell's going on with my life i know i, I know what Ian's i would want to see too. your answers to a lot of the questions too huh. well you're you could ask him right now i know <laughs> on <laughs> off the pill pot i know half the stuff out when we were talking about it, i was yeah. like man i, I, I want to ask you the same thing <laughs> <laughs> well here's your chance buddy. yeah no. i know i got a question here so you know you're a lot of youtubers they want to make the transition into hollywood mm-hmm. and it seems like you've you know, you're one of the very few YouTubers that have stayed true to the platform and creating, mm. you know, being a YouTuber mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in every sense of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, do you still have desire? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you ever did, but do you have desire to, to cross over? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do really enjoy acting and I have really been enjoying learning how to get in touch with my emotions and express those emotions, not just, you know, through my therapy, uh, which, you know, helped me get over all that stuff that we talked about with with companies and mm-hmm. my old company and all that. But it also helped me realize that I've been avoiding being in touch with my feelings for so long. And acting kind of goes hand in hand with therapy, I feel. It'll, I've been able to tap into why I'm feeling the things that I'm feeling. And acting is a lot about that. It's about feeling things and not not saying or trying to show things, but just actually feeling them. And... Uh, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really get a lot of uh, on YouTube. So I've been taking some of that. Like, I've just been like, I'm just going to talk about my feelings on here and see how people feel about that. And then um, I feel like they also, people want to listen more when you talk about your feelings and you're vulnerable. So I want to get good at acting too, so that maybe people will listen to what I have to say because, you know, they, they, they see me exploring my emotions on screen. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like those videos where you do explore your emo- uh, emotions do a mm-hmm. lot better? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And people have, uh, I think they feel a little bit more of a connection because they feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being real. Yeah. And I feel like on YouTube it's kind of hard to find people that are being real. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to some people when you say that? <laughs> I'm not referring to anyone <laughs> in general. I'm just saying from my from I, I my mean, general know. perspective. Yeah, sure. yeah. but I, I have true. a follow up question, I guess, um, because you know how you said the uh, platform is being oversaturated, yes. where a lot of yes. in the beginning was kind of like uh, 
you know, it is a lot more raw. This is who we yeah. are. This is our how we feel. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it became like mass production mm-hmm. where you took mm-hmm. feeling out. Yeah. And because it's so much so like we need to keep pushing these out, just content, content mm-hmm. that in a way audiences now are looking for something more authentic and genuine. Mm-hmm. And that's why you do have that connection a lot more. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, I'm just I'm tired of shallow content and I don't enjoy watching it. I don't enjoy making it. And I'm honestly like I, I feel like people must be feeling the same way I'm feeling because I'm just tired of it. What, what's shallow? What, what is shallow content? Uh, for me, it's it's coming. It's 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 almost like a it's watching something and feeling like it was really just entertainment. You know, it's um, it's like a challenge video or I don't know. I can't think of something specific because I honestly don't watch that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's something that I feel like doesn't really make me leave feeling like I learned something or, you know, maybe I, I you know, learned something about a subject or learned something about the, the human psyche in some way. So I don't like, know, does that sound pretentious? No, I don't no, know. No, not at all. I mean, that's just, that's your yeah. interest. I yeah, you like I learning. Are, yeah. What are some things that, on YouTube that you like watching? Uh, anything that has education attached to it in some way. Um, what's the that German channel that starts with a K that's all animated and it's all educational? I don't know. Something like that starts with a K. I can never say what say we say it. Uh-huh. I, I hope... Uh, I hope I offended someone when I said that. Actually, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so yeah, I'm, de- I'm getting death. I'm getting canceled right yeah, now. Cursed to strong. Canceled with a K. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that would be the Russian version. Um, <laughs> I'm just offending everyone. Yeah, right you're now. gonna get so canceled. I'm getting canceled. Germans and the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, education is what you're saying. Yeah. You want to learn that's, now. That's that's where I. That's what I feel like. I didn't waste my time coming out of you know, mm-hmm. or or you know something like this, like a podcast where people are talking about how they feel and their experiences. Right. I, I also enjoy that, but coming in for content, um, laughing and leaving, unless that content that makes me laugh kind of says something about uh, you know human behavior in general or something. I. I will enjoy it, but I it, I don't f- find myself compelled to keep mm-hmm. coming back over and over and over. Well, I mean, like that's one of the reasons why I like doing the podcast as well. It's because yeah. for me, it's like my own selfish thing. It's like <laughs> yeah, not only do yeah. I like to like these conversations I could never normally have with mm-hmm. the old videos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like talking to people that you relate to, other YouTubers. Yeah, and you know, up until recently, a lot of the you know talking about like burning out and like mm-hmm. and feeling like the, the pressures and all that stuff was very kept to yourself up until that's like the true. past few years that's right? true i didn't know you're feeling any of that stuff. yeah i mean no, most people don't and, yeah. and for the most part like you don't really put that into your content like if when yeah. you were with smosh like you didn't oh, no. like that kind of stuff it was just like skits right? yeah it was skits is how can we yeah. make people laugh but like it. i mean for you yourself i mean mm-hmm. at what point were you w- when you were with smosh feeling that kind of i mean if you were feeling that kind of burnout Mm-hmm. And was it more a burnout because of workload or was it because you just didn't want to be creating that kind of content anymore? It was more that I just didn't feel like creating that kind of content. I am a workaholic, so I love working all the time. So it, it didn't really bother me. You know, the workload didn't bother mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It was more just you don't you wanted to get out of it. Yeah. And I still I still enjoyed it, you know. It, so it wasn't really black and white because I, I did still enjoy it. But I felt like I enjoyed or I was more being pulled toward other kinds of content mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but even like the, like you said you always enjoyed acting did you enjoy mm-hmm. acting in that style i did not you got over it right i got super over it after I, a couple years i would imagine so 
Yeah, you know, just acting big know, all yeah, the time. It was, it was like it was, that's basically how I would define my acting in Smosh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like high pitched. But it's like, like kids like that, right? Kids like it, you know. But you and got over it. Yeah, you know, I started when I was uh, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. and I was making content that I thought was you know funny, and at the same time. People a couple years younger than me, which ended up being 12, 13, 14 year olds, thought it was funny. And that kind of fit in with with what their uh, interests were. But as I grew, uh, you know, I left Smosh when I was 29. I, I felt like I couldn't keep making content for the same people that I mm-hmm. was making it for when I first started. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So and then so when you first because you said you are doing what you want to do now. Yeah. When you first had left mm-hmm. um, and did your own channel, mm-hmm. how long like what what kind of. I, I I didn't watch enough to know. Yeah, I saw yeah. the first couple of videos uh-huh. because it, you know it was being talked about. Mm-hmm. But like, how how was that process? Because it, it must have been. I I know you had some struggles. I saw some interviews oh, yeah. and stuff. But oh. like, what were you thinking and feeling during that time? It was people uh, were pretty supportive, right? People were really supportive. Yeah. You know, I was really happy with all the support that I had. Other other YouTubers, uh, fans from from back over at Smosh. Uh, the whole community seemed really supportive of everything, uh, but it was it was a struggle because I wanted to make stuff and I didn't know what to make. And I also felt like this opportunity had been given to me to create content on YouTube and speak to a large amount of people. And I knew that I made a lot of people happy when I was making content at Smosh and I wanted to do that for myself, but I didn't know what to do. And I was also giving myself pressure to immediately uh, get bigger numbers and a- appeal to just as many people as I did on Smosh. So I had immense amount of pressure constantly mm-hmm. over my shoulders. And I feel like it wasn't really until I got over that that mm-hmm. I was able to focus on what it, what is it that I like to do? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of message do I want to spread by these videos? Right. You know, and I, I realized that I'm tired of watching like I said, sh- shallower stuff, but also uh, negative neg- negativity on YouTube is, is such a huge thing that's popular right now. Yeah. Um, from a, a lot of uh, commentary channels and reaction channels and, and things like that. There, and I'm not saying react <laughs> channel that, that, that is a positive <laughs> space, yeah. but there are channels where people react to things in a negative way. And like roasting is so popular and stuff like that. And I just, got kind of tired of it. I'm like, we have a choice about what kind of a a message we want to spread and how we want people to feel after watching our videos. So why not take that and make it something positive that makes you feel good and not in a cheesy, wholesome way where, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, Ooh, this, this feels gross. This feels like I'm in a cult. Like this is not, you're not being honest (laughs) when you're trying to be wholesome here. Yeah. Um, so I try to, my, my content, I try to have be, uh, like wholesome and make you feel like uh just make you feel happy at the end of it but at the same time come at you with jokes and be really fast-paced and a little bit edgy at the same time god i've never explained any of that stuff that, before I mean, so i never I, ne- I didn't know how to put that into words so yeah deep yeah well that's i think that's good though because it clearly shows that you thought about it a lot mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. and yeah like you said you went to therapy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and i'm still going trust yeah, me that's good it's good, and uh, I would recommend it to everyone that can because it's it's made me realize things about my past, made me more sympathetic toward uh, my past self, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore made me more sympathetic toward yeah. my current self because I understand why I am the way I am more. Right. Okay. Well, 
with that being said, we're going to take a quick little shishi break Ooh. and get some therapy. Ooh. Um, and so we will be right back. And we're back. Yeah, so what were we talking about just now? How um, there is there is a connection between you and Paco <laughs> yeah. oh, when you yeah. guys first met. There During is. the shishi break, we I had just uh, found out. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very forgetful face. <laughs> no. You guys were actually, uh, you guys have met before. Yeah, um, in very pleasant terms. Uh, we did a, I did a show called Internet Icon, and it was like a American Idol, but for YouTubers. Uh, I, s- I think it's more Survivor. Kind yeah. of Survivor. Because yeah. you're getting yeah. voted off. Oh, yeah. Every day. It's mm-hmm. kind of like American Idol, though, no? No, but you have to like. Okay, make I never a video. watched Survivor. Okay, so oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's kind of a challenge. To yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, I did that show, and I had Anthony on as one of the guest judges. It, it was the final episode <laughs> before the top three were picked. Yep. I was within those four uh, groups fighting. You made the top four. It was Smosh, Jenna Marbles, and PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Oh, yeah. we, you guys all judged in the same episode? Yeah, yeah. That, was I forgot. Episode. that was a big episode. Yeah, yeah. and all of oh, them we were like... We got you all on the same day. Fuck that Paco guy. I don't know we what did not I said. Say that. I don't know what I said, but I apologize. No, appara- no, no don't I apologize. Don't, apparently, I kicked you off the that show. Was, that was his rightful place. <laughs> yeah. So you, you agree with my decision. I'm sure I did. Dude, no. It is not my rightful place. Okay. I shouldn't have gotten that high. Oh, up in that case, you know what? You deserve that. Yeah. yeah. Paco, okay. you know yeah. you deserve it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, yeah. that shows how far back we go. We're old school friends. Wow. That's old school. It's yeah. weird to think PewDiePie and Jenna Marbles are old school because. I can still imagine them being yeah. new. I remember when they were new. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember when Jenna came along. I was like, oh, this girl's funny. She's gonna oh, be. Yeah. I remember she wasn't even that big. I just yeah. remember like, oh, this girl's funny. Yeah, like she has something. Like she's gonna blow up. Yeah, and she did. And she certainly did. And then PewDiePie, I honestly oh. didn't believe. Like I knew he was big. I yeah. just didn't believe that his content was gonna be. Well, he changed it, right? But yeah, yeah. I didn't evolved. believe that was gonna last. It transcended he, it completely. And when he yeah. when he adjusted his channel, that's when I was like, yeah. okay, this guy's brilliant. Yeah, he yeah. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He knows how to craft things. To, yeah. uh, he knows how to give people what they want. Yep, he's smart. He's smart. And he's number one right now, right? Uh, still, or is it T series? Well, not including T series, but yeah. we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about T series. <laughs> so here. I, I guess that's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't count. I don't count it. So yeah. I don't count it either. Speaking of number one, uh, this is a question that I'm I'm kind of curious about. Sure, it's not even uh, a Twitter question. It's not a Twitter question. It's from it's David Choi. My question. Straight from uh, the heart. Yeah, it's straight from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Okay, all right. So, so I know that both of you guys were the top most subscribed in the world. What up? Number you guys one. are both number one at certain points in history. Yeah, you guys made history. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I at a certain point. Either when Ryan was number one, Smosh was number two, and when num- Smosh was number one, Ryan was number two. Did Anthony, one of I'm, gonna, I'm asking, I'm uh, gonna ask Anthony. Yeah. Did at any point did you feel competitive when you didn't really know Ryan? Did you feel competitive with Ryan yes. when you were talking to Ian? Yes. Yes. So you guys talked a lot of. Uh, no, shit. no, no, it, it was, it wasn't that it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, this sucks or anything like that. There was yeah. no judgment about the content or yeah. Ryan personally, but yep. it was just a, it was a cool space to be in. It was like, we were racing for subscribers at the yep. time and it was, a. Uh, it felt like the whole world was watching, mm-hmm. even though we weren't making videos about it. We weren't, you know, we weren't trying to milk it or anything like that, but it, it felt like people were watching and may- maybe we were just in our heads about it. But, uh, you know, commenters were, were constantly 
you know, when you could comment on people's channels. So people yep. were commenting on the channels and you would just see it there all the time. So it would get in your head when you're up there and that, that race is going on and people are posting the the difference in subs and stuff. And it was it was exciting. And even yeah. back in the day, on your profile page, yes. it would say number, number one, one most mm-hmm. subscribed. Yeah. I, I liked that back then. That was great, right? It yeah. felt good, yeah. too. Yeah. Or really even for did. the day, right? It was like a number mm-hmm. one most viewed for the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that stuff. I'm sure I, it's, I mean, subscriptions, like we we talked about before, it doesn't yeah. matter as much. Yeah, none of it but, does. But, yeah, but at the time it did, yeah. right? It was a big deal because it actually, you know, meant something. Like, people act. Your subscribers would get your videos. Yeah. Always. It, and there were top subscriber lists. And exactly. there were top most viewed <coughs> lists of the day, of the yep. month, of the whatever. And those would be lists that people would frequent. And that's how you would get new viewers is by mm-hmm. making something that landed somewhere on those lists. Exactly. Yeah. And but now they're gone. No, but it's it, all recommended. It's, it's funny because there was a, a bit of like competition. But like, I think like the first time I met you was YouTube Live. Yeah. Right? And even Dave, I just time around and met everyone, even Kev, yeah. all you guys. Was that 2007? Uh, I think it was eight around eight or nine. Eight. Yeah. Oh. I was in college already, um, mm. and that's uh, Bo Burnham. Like yeah, all of them. They yeah, yeah. When all he there. was just a YouTuber. I know. Yeah, he was just, just a, a piano s- Seven just foot a, five YouTuber. <laughs> just a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> just a tall ass dude that is kind of shy, kind of mm-hmm. awkward, but like mm-hmm. super talented. So sweet, um, he's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah. Um, but then like we met everyone, and everyone was like super nice. It was it, it was such a different feeling because I just went to VidCon yeah. for the first time in like eight years. Yeah, and this is even before the first VidCon, uh-huh. and it was such a different feeling. Like when we, that first YouTube live when everyone met up, I was just yeah. like, man, this is like a, f- a sense of like, like family. It was family. Like was everybody was so nice. Yeah, everybody was so nice and like welcoming, and it's like, yeah. oh, I think I heard of you. I yeah. definitely seen you before. Yeah, like it was such a nice feeling. Now, I mean, not to say that people aren't nice, but yeah. it doesn't have. There's so many people and new people that yeah. it, it feels a little. It does. It feels different. It's not. It's not that we're expecting. It feels very disconnected. People know how to network now, and it's people exactly. also are almost trained to network now. Yeah. So they meet you, and they talk in a very specific way, mm-hmm. and you know it's you know it's a rehearsed thing that they say to everyone. They're yeah. Like, and the tone of their voice goes like, "Oh, hey, oh my god, yeah." It's yeah. so it's nice, like, but it's like not. It doesn't genuine. feel genuine. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're actually connecting in any real way. Right. But I don't think people realize that it's weird because it's so common. I would it assume is common. it's common it is. now because yeah. I haven't been to one of those. Convent. That was my first time to anything in like a long time. Yeah, that was and I was just like, dude, this is so weird. This yeah. is so different. Wasn't like, it we, overwhelming? It was. It was, and um, it made me feel really old because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up watching you, and they're like huge now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, People were like got three million subs. And yeah, like, dude, I was your biggest fan back in the day. I was back like, in like, yeah, how oh, old are you? Man, <laughs> you're like twenty five. I had yeah. people like saying, I watched you in elementary school, and they're yeah. like, like. Uh, 18 year like adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I actually interviewed uh, Joanna Cedia, and she is 19, and I realized that she was four years old when I uh, started <laughs> uploading <laughs> content to YouTube. <laughs> that <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So uh, another question. I don't know if it's too personal, but I- I'm curious. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are curious about mm-hmm. how do you, as a, as a large YouTuber, mm-hmm. when you're Dating. <laughs> just talk about that. Like, are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. I think it is. He was like taking step by step. I know. Like, you're, you're, test, you're feeling me out. So you're, you're, like, you're like toe in the water, yeah. foot in the water, yeah. ankle in the water. Yeah. I think a lot of people are curious. It would have been yeah. better, though, if he did it. Oh, hey, so about dating. Yeah. 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 
Uh, dating is, um, it's a confusing landscape to be in. Uh, just because you never know what people's intentions are. I mm-hmm. have a personal fear of being canceled. And for some reason in my head, I think that someone is going to, uh, uh, set me up in some way, so I'm like, okay, so, someone, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, there's gonna be some crazy reporter that's gonna go undercover and date me, and then they're gonna tr- like try to get me to say something. I don't know why. I like, I have these weird irrational fears, <laughs> so it's it's complicated. I actually kind of remember that about you. There was like a couple of irrational fears. No, yeah, they, they, you <laughs> mentioned something else in the past too that you uh, what. I don't remember what it is. Some kind of anxiety, anxiety thing. I I have intense anxiety. Right. And uh, I had panic attacks for a very long time. Is, maybe that's the thing I'm trying to remember. Maybe. But what triggered that? Um, what triggered panic attacks? Or what what triggers it for you? Um, now it's just feeling completely overwhelmed. Uh, I, it happens a lot less frequently now. Oh. Um, the last time I had a, a <laughs> last time I had a panic attack was uh, I was about to do karaoke with uh, a bunch of people that I. I didn't really want to hang with, but I had agreed to do it. And I was like, I'm going to have to sing in front of these people. I don't even want to hang out with them. And that was enough. That was enough to do it for me. Oh, really? Um, but for the most part, it's it's a fear of fear. Mm-hmm. That's what a panic attack really is. So it's because mm-hmm. you, you start getting anxiety and then anxiety is anxiety. Everyone feels anxiety. Yeah. But then it really starts spiraling out of control when you start getting uh when it starts building on itself, you start to feel fear and you say, "Uh Oh, I'm about to get a panic attack. And you're like, Oh, uh, just, this is, this is this thing. Uh, this is going to be such a terrible situation. This is not the right place to get one. And then you start going bigger and bigger and bigger with uh, the way that you feel like your whole world's crushing down. It's going to be the worst thing ever. And then it becomes that because you have that fear. Mm-hmm. And did, uh, going to therapy, is that when all of it kind of changed where Ooh. it happened way less? I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that did. Maybe, but a, a big thing that helped me back in the day get get over because I was having panic attacks multiple times a day uh, for a while, and I think what really helped me get over that was I read some article online about it, and they said you know they explained about how it's just the fear of having a panic attack that gives you a panic attack, which is a really weird thing to read. I'm like, what? That yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and then they mentioned that it's the fear of being out of control. So they mentioned also that it'd be very difficult to give yourself a panic attack because you'd feel like you're in control of giving yourself a panic attack. Mm. So I sat down and tried to give myself one and I wasn't able to get one. Mm. And I realized it was because it was the fear that was causing it. And then I felt more in control of it. And that helped me. That that didn't get over. That's that good advice for people who have panic attacks. Yeah. Try and give it to yourself. It's also scary, though, because some people might not be ready for that. You have to really right. be ready for that. because Okay, it, it, we don't want to give advice. <laughs> yeah, we're not a self-help. Yeah. No, we're not, we're, we're we're not uh, therapists. Yeah, we're not um, therapists in any way. Not licensed. But this is Anthony's experience. Uh, that was my I piece. do remember you mentioned it. Well, I don't know if it was that specifically, but I remember maybe, some, there was something like that. Maybe it was like that, that my, my mom is agoraphobic. And, um, Which is, has, uh, for the dumb people like me, what does that mean? <laughs> that means that she has... Um, she has a very she gets panic attacks all the time and an intense fear of not being in control as well and that's kind of uh made her reside only within the boundaries of the house because that's where she feels most comfortable mm. so do you feel like uh learning more about yourself and how to deal with the the panic attacks that you've learned to kind of like let go in a way or are you holding on more tight in a like little bit doing that now uh it, it's helped me let go a little bit more um and I've become more comfortable uh, knowing that something that makes me uncomfortable may happen mm. because I'm 
I'm just, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. And that's really helped me. Do, mm-hmm. do you feel that um, what you were feeling with, with the anxiety and panic attacks had to do in part with you becoming very famous at an early age? <sighs> Maybe, but I think most of it was that I, I, I feel like they might've happened regardless if it wasn't, if it wasn't, you know, because maybe it was from the f- the fear and anxiety that I felt around maintaining this status of, you know, whatever. I was like number one most subscribed at the time when I was getting, I don't know, it was like 2009 or something when it really started happening pretty intensely for me. And I was up there on the top. Maybe that's why, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about that. But I feel like if it wasn't that, then it would have been anxiety about my finances or something because mm-hmm. I, I grew up. Yeah. Uh, without much money and I felt like I would have been stuck in that and I would have probably been really stressed about that as yeah. well. I, I think it's great that you're talking about this right now because there are so many, more than ever, young kids who are getting super famous like on TikTok, like mm-hmm. at, at VidCon, mm-hmm. you see these mm-hmm. little kids, these 12-year-old, 10-year-old kids mm-hmm. who have millions of fans yeah. and they don't know how to deal with, there's no, I always say this, there's no mm-hmm. book or therapy book on how to become famous. Uh, yeah, you know? there's, there's no right well, <laughs> there's probably a right way to do it, but there's there's no one that will teach you how to do it. You just have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I was fortunate enough to blow up in a time where the general public didn't pay attention. So mm-hmm. I was able to still go right. to the store. I was able to still do whatever. You know, I don't feel like people like Jeffrey Star or James Charles can go to any store without yeah. having mm-hmm. mobs of people be excited to see them and I feel like, yeah, I was number one most subscribed at at a time where you were able to be a little bit more incognito. And I was, I'm was i glad that I was able to kind of warm up to it and right. figure things out. But to bl- if I were to go from zero to 100 now, if I were to become number one most subscribed now, going from yesterday not having, you know, any following, it would be completely overwhelming. And I would probably feel burnout and fear and like all these things that would have probably made me pull away from it. Completely. I, I, I think major like I wouldn't recommend, I don't know at what age, but like people who are, I, I'm going to say at least 15, like you have to, these people who are under the age of like, I don't even know what the exact number is, but kids, kids becoming famous, I don't mm-hmm. think is good for them. And yeah. any kid, I mean, look at, look at every single like Disney star back in the day. Yeah. Or like, even Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, well, they all go through some kind of phase. Mm-hmm. Some of them make it out okay. A lot of them end up really messed up. Mm-hmm. Miley know? Cyrus. and Miley Cyrus. Yep. I mean, a lot of people, and, and she kind of turned it around a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But everybody goes through that phase, and it, and it's it's bound to happen. Yeah. And a lot of it stems from, like, they're on top of the world at one point, mm-hmm. and you grow up with that becoming your normal, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Can you imagine thinking that your whole normal is this fame that you have as a mm-hmm. 10-year-old? And then... <clears throat> Uh, or whatever, even younger, and then you know, reality hits you when you and become goes an away. adult, yeah. and that that fame is gone, or you don't have people mentoring you in the same way, and people treat you differently. Yeah. People treat you differently, yeah. And f- I'm sure part of feeling like a has been probably really mm-hmm. um, does that to you, and that only uh, applies to certain people. I'm not saying the people that you mentioned, um, and then also just having it's almost like a lot of power to do whatever you want, and then not knowing what to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, like, I think the only way you can really survive that is having like really, really tight circles 
and, ha- yeah. and making sure those people in that circle mm-hmm. know how to educate you on that. A support system. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, because it, it happens. It happens mm-hmm. to, I mean, even for me, like having like different stages of like thinking I'm more important than I am. Mm-hmm. And then going to the stage of like, wait, uh, wait, no, <laughs> th- th- this doesn't mean anything. Like, and then, and then seeing the number, like becoming number one and yeah. then becoming number two. Uh-huh. You know, like going through that psychology as a yeah. kid is different. Like maybe yeah. now because we've been in, in it for so long, it doesn't yeah. really mean much. But as a kid, and I, I, we're older kids at the time, right? As yeah, it, yeah. When it happened. We were like early 20s. But imagine like a 12-year-old. If When you were 12 and that happens to you and you're like the biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. see yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't realize like when that gets taken away from you, mm-hmm. and it will, It's you got to go through that psych- like something's going to happen there. Like, it's not a good combo unless you have like the best head on your shoulders. Right. Right. Which can only be provided by a support system of probably older people. Right. Which is really like when you're at the top of the world, who you got to imagine the people around you, people Mm -hmm. circulating towards you and giving you, you know, positive reinforcement for things you don't necessarily deserve. Uh huh. Who was your, uh, like your circle? Like who were your mentors and people that kind of kept you in check? Cause you, you seem all right right now. Like, you know, I don't see too many. I don't know. I rounded person. I don't think I really had any mm. back then, but it was different. You know, it was, it, it yeah. was, I wasn't a Macaulay Culkin, you know, it was, it was YouTube and yeah, it was, it was a little different. It was a little different, <laughs> but uh, you weren't so much under a microscope as it is now. Yeah. Basically. Also, I wasn't going out. I wasn't super social. I wasn't going out uh, to parties where people worshiped me or something like that, you know? And I was, I was also, I feel like I, I stayed pretty humble I think part of it was that I felt like I was uh, <laughs> not deserving of anything that I had. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that helped me not get into it, into my head. And I still feel like that sometimes, you know. I learned that it's imposter syndrome, which is a real thing where you feel like yeah. you don't deserve whatever it is that you have. And soon people are going to find out that you're a, a fraud and <laughs> you've been faking it this whole time. That's the only reason people like you. Um, but I, I, I've always had that. And I think that as, as uh, bad as that feels to have right, and to think of yourself that way. It, it, it did help me. Where do you mm-hmm. think, where do you think that feeling came from of, of you feeling like you're not really worthy of all of these great successes? Um, I don't know. I feel like, like I bringing maybe, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of it maybe was that I was just like, I'm just lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I always just told myself I was lucky and I don't, I can't say where that came from. Maybe it was my parenting. Maybe my parents are great at that. I, I, don't no, know. I think that's, I mean, like, even for me, I felt the same thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into, which you, I'm sure, can admit to as well. Yeah. But a lot of it's luck, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's the same case for everyone mm-hmm. to a certain degree, right? Um, and there's, like, a there's actually a lot of people uh, who are very successful that have the uh, imposter syndrome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason why it's a real thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't the know opposite that. is Dunning Kruger. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's the it's where somebody feels like they know a lot, uh-huh. but they don't know that much. So it's the opposite of the imposter. Uh, effect. So they feel like they're deserving of everything. Yeah, and they're like, I'm very smart. So it's people who like talk a lot but aren't well informed. Mm. Yeah. So uh, oh god, I know, I've met someone like that recently. Exactly. Okay. okay. Shout and so out. that's like you're the you're the opposite <laughs> yeah. of that, you know. And um, a lot of people who are very successful, um, well, not a lot. You know, the people that are successful and have the imposter syndrome, the reason why they do well is because they don't feel like they deserve it. So they're constantly working <laughs> to try and get that feeling like I, I deserve it. Now. Right. Right. That's true. It is it is a struggle though because I feel like I'm constantly uh, proving myself to yeah. who knows who, but right. Uh, yeah, never, never really satisfied in the sense that I, I feel like, ooh, I did it. Yeah, I think that's I good. This. I think that's good because 
as long as you don't feel that there's more in life to accomplish more to mm-hmm. look forward to and build towards right? yeah yeah but like then i think about that makes me think about like like floyd mayweather right like mm. he's great he's mm. a he's greatness in boxing yep mm-hmm. and he's I he's all about him. Like I did this, I worked, <laughs> and, but he's still great. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like I, uh, not so that I'm his works. biggest fan. That's what I'm saying. Like, like some of the best athletes, like Michael Jordan, like yeah. Kobe Bryant. Like not saying that they're saying, you know, oh I got lucky. They're like I did this. I you mean, feel like it's a happy middle ground, right? Yeah, like they you can have be aware that you earned it. They, they they to me I think their personalities are not normal. I think they have yeah. something wrong with their brains. <laughs> no, really. I really think something's wrong with them, but that's why they're so great. Yeah. Like, they have some kind of issues. I mean, if you think about what Kanye says, if Kanye mm. said what he said without his accomplishments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'd be wearing different types of sweaters. Can you imagine if Kanye had imposter syndrome? I think, oh, <laughs> I think I'm the best. Maybe I don't know. I don't deserve it. Yeah, I just got lucky. His raps are hella evil. I, I, I would actually like him though. I yeah. would. Yeah, I would. There is something likable about that. My dark twisted fantasy would be a completely different meaning. <laughs> yes. Yes. What would you be doing if YouTube disappeared tomorrow? If it disappeared tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Um, change platform. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> let's I I try Mixer. Let's um, say social media disappeared. That's hard, oh, man. Um, That's boring. It is. I, I just went to um to a retreat where, uh, for one whole week, Monday through Friday, uh, there was no internet reception wow. on the entire premises, and I did that right after VidCon. I knew I was going to need it. I was like, I got to detox from this. I feel <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and I, th- it, it was the longest that I ever went without just having some kind of technology accessible where at was all this times. At? Yeah. Uh, it was it was up north in Northern California, yeah, near near San Francisco. Okay, how did it feel? Yeah, it felt so be honest. Good, did okay. it though? Yes, the first three days. I feel like I'd be miserable. The in first the three days, I was reaching for my phone. I was yeah. like, okay, I gotta look at that video, see how I uh, if people liked my video I posted because mm-hmm. I posted it right as I was driving out of the uh, reception. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's oh so much anxiety. <laughs> that I'm like, is tough, I'm man. like, did I say something in the video that people are gonna notice, and then I'm not gonna be there to remove it? Um. But and we have the same thoughts. It's really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, not to your degree, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad for me. Yeah. Um, but it is cool to know that that's that's uh, something. I think a lot of people well. go through that. Yeah. So yeah. for the first three days or so, but but the last two days, it, it felt really nice to not look down at my phone and and also not waste time on social media because that's that is most of what I do on social media is just waste time and fill mm-hmm. gaps. I'm like if I if I'm walking up. Uh, a set of stairs and I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of boring. Better, so long better look at my Instagram <laughs> or like, I'm, I'm like at a urinal. I'm like, well, you know, I got 15 <laughs> seconds at most. What about better when you take pooped? a look? No, oh, that's, yeah. that's one of the worst for me. Like I know it's a habit, but yeah. like it feels so boring now. I remember <laughs> pooping without, I remember looking at the wallpaper and yeah. like coming up with like, Oh, that looks like a, something. yeah. Kids. And I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. But how was that? It's great. It was great. I was pooping. It was pooping was great. Okay. I was I was like I was a yeah. present pooper. Oh, <laughs> a so you really present just pooper. Yep, you really That's why you gotta call in. people that don't bring their phone into the bathroom. Present pooper. <laughs> you really just took everything in. Yeah. Um, it and was let it all out <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. It was it, the whole experience was very nice, and it, it gave me a little bit of perspective. And I I brought a journal and I wrote down the ways that I felt, and I documented it in that sense. And 
uh, I just referred to it and I was like, oh, that's really nice. That's a, it's a nice reminder. I wrote down how much I don't like looking at my stats and how much I felt really good not looking at social media and feeling like I constantly right. needed to be in the know. And, you know, looking at the news just because I had to be in the know. Like, uh, that stuff doesn't actually matter as much as I thought a challenge. <laughs> the, the, challenge. The five-day no-phone challenge. But you know challenge. what? That, but then that does go, like, it, it, there's some meaning behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a challenge that has meaning. It is, yeah. Five-day no-technology challenge. But then how are they You can't it? document yeah. People, <laughs> yeah. people only want to do stuff they yeah, document. There's that's nothing. true. It, it, it does defeat the purpose because people only want to document. I stuff. spent a day without my phone. Ooh, I nice. thought about doing a video. I spent a day with people with that don't have cell phones or something. Yeah. I was like, that's really not that interesting, actually. <laughs> they just walk around and yeah. live life and read. <laughs> but they're all just very positive. Oh, yeah. I had a great experience. I, I bet you people without their phone are generally a little bit happier. Probably. I yeah. think, like, I mean, I, yeah, don't you probably. Think so? I probably. Think so. Yeah, because you, you, you have your phone on you because you constantly want to be connected to everything, but there's a lot of distress that, that you're connected to constantly. Mm-hmm, the the mm-hmm. bad things happening in the world or that stress of feeling like you need to s- keep up to date and post stuff or whatever. You know, you said earlier to me that you feel pressure to post on Instagram. And mm-hmm. when I didn't have my phone at all, I didn't feel any pressure right. to post or anything yeah. to mm. keep up. Because you know? in a way, it's almost like like your phone is a shovel <laughs> and you're constantly digging to find more and more. And the digger yeah. you deep, the more like in a hole you feel and you're like, well, I can't, I can't stop because I, right. I can't get out. And you're, you keep digging thinking maybe I'll find something yeah. down here. Yeah. Maybe there's something good that'll make me feel good down here. But you're also finding a lot of stuff that makes you really feel not good or mm-hmm. makes you just kind of feel a little bit crazy. Yeah. More often than not. Yes. Once in a while you'll find a nice dog. Oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's like looking at YouTube comments uh, incessantly and you're you're like, ooh, look at that one. Look at that. And then every once in a while you get that bad comment and you're like, I knew that was going to be there. Why did I go this? <laughs> why did I go That's this why, deep? right? Like you kind of just almost, keep going because you're almost looking for you're it. Almost, you almost want to make sure there's none there by looking for them. Right. Oh, man. And, but you know it. It's so weird. You it's know like one of those things you got it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to be gross. It's like picking a scat. Yeah, you know yeah, you shouldn't. But yeah. something just All like, right, so what do we talk yeah. about in this podcast that you're afraid of that's going to be in the comments? Oh, what do I think people are going to say What's in the comments? What's your fear? Yeah. How are you going to get canceled? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I said anything that people are going to get upset about. All right, what's I feel good about <laughs> this. Going yeah. I feel good about <laughs> this. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah, we're just hanging out. I mean, it's yeah. always nice. That's why, like I said, it's doing these are fun for me because I yeah. get to catch up with people like you. And, yeah. you know, it's um, we're still making content. Yeah. But, but it's just hanging out. It forces <laughs> us to hang out with people in a way yep. we wouldn't. Like, yep. would you fly yep. out to and LA? And talk about certain things, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does kind of make you feel like it's the right environment to talk about some deeper stuff. Exactly. Which I might yeah. not normally in a, in a normal mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. yeah. But after this goes off, like, we're yeah. just going to get into the dirty yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The dark stuff. Dark. I'm going to be crying. Yeah. I'm going to your therapy sessions. Yeah. Come yeah. along. I'm like, can I bring a friend today? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I mean, that flew by for me. That flew by. That yeah. was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. You yeah. guys are great. Well, thank I like you, you guys a lot. so much. Um, yeah. We are going to pop something up for you, but anything Ooh. you want to plug? Um, plug uh, uh maybe YouTube the channel. video with him. The sure, yeah, you, yeah. We just did a video when yeah. I plug something on there. When does this? Come <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you plugged. You plugged paper in, straws. Inventors inventing a pipe paper straw yeah. alternative. I ha- we are all in. A, I don't know if you are, but me and David are in agreement. Like we're trying to get 
rid of we <laughs> we try yeah. to get rid of paper straws because they're awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're invention. there's got to be a better way to recycle. Like there's got to be other things we can recycle and get straws back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, check out the video I did with Anthony. Yeah, I, I spent a day with legendary YouTubers too. It's gonna be the second one I'm there doing with go. legendary YouTubers. It's gonna have you. It's gonna have Jax Films. It's gonna have Brandon Rogers. It's gonna be. Good fun. I would also like to say uh, go to therapy if you can, if you're thinking about it and you can afford it or you have a therapist near you. You should. I think it's great for everyone. The stigma's gone. Stigma should be gone. Man. It is. Like I now, so I feel like better, it's almost man. cooler to I go to therapy. I, I hope so. I hope no, it, it is has a cool been. thing. I feel like people are cool with that. It, I feel like it helped me learn how to like talk to people because I learned mm-hmm. how to talk about my feelings and not be scared about what they were going to say about it. Right, right, right. And uh, just be good to people. Be good. Again. Spread positivity. Advice from a legendary YouTuber. <laughs> legendary YouTuber. Uh, with that being said, follow us on at Off The Pill on Twitter, at Off The Pill Podcast on Instagram. And like how we always end it, we just breathe into the mic. Three, two, one. <sighs> so wow, you're an aggressive one, man. <laughs> I, I had to let it all out. I, was I know. That was nice. I want people to know the capacity of yeah. Most aggressive one yeah. yet. There you go. Good. Dope. <laughs>